Good evening and welcome to Geek Card right here on Reality Radio 101. And now, right to your geeks, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Welcome to Geek Card, friends, where in time it's hard not to skip to the end. I'm your host, Andrew Young, and with me is a man who has seven holes, Mr. Green. I do. I do, in fact, have seven. Yes. As do many of us do. Not all, though. There's no. some that do not. That's right. Some have six. Some have eight. Yeah. And to you, I say, good luck. Mm. We got a great show for you tonight. Uh, later on the program, we'll be talking to you. Like veteran character actor June B. Wild. She's been in tons of television series over the years, and most recently she was in the horror film Blood, which is available on VOD. We'll be talking about that and more with her. We're also going to be giving our review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. It's Insania. You'll find out if we love Quantumania right there. Also, in just a few minutes, we're going to be talking with Murray Peters, she's an actor, she's a writer, uh, producer. Now she's also a director. Uh, she directed a short Woman Meets Girl that we'll be talking to her tonight. It's actually opening this weekend at both the Toronto Black Film Festival and the Mardi Gras Film Festival in Sydney as part of the Queer Screens 30th right there. So we'll be talking with her about that. It is going to be a jam-packed show of stuff happening and some things will be big and some things will be teeny tiny because that's how the show goes. Is that how it goes? Just that's like how that. it goes. That's how it goes. Okay. Okay. Just yeah. like that. That's, that's the fair. thing. Somebody asked me later recently. It's like, how does geek card go? And I'm like, well, sometimes, you know, you got big things and you got teeny tiny things and that's how it goes. And so now, you know, right there and knowing is half the battle. And after these messages, we'll be right back. So take a listen to whatever we're trying to sell you. It's probably going to be T-shirts. It usually always is. Check it out right here. Geek Card on Reality Radio 101. Hey, everybody. Jimmy the Short Order Cook here. Asking you, what's better than listening to Geek Hard? Answer, listen to Geek Hard while wearing a Geek Hard t-shirt. And there's a place you can get them at tpublic.com slash user slash Geek Hard. We got a bunch of great shirts there. We got Geek Hard shirts. We got a Mr. Green's Tasty Meat shirt. Hell, we got a Back Issue Bloodbath shirt. For all your geek needs with your geek merch... You want to go to tpublic.com slash user slash geekart. I'm not just asking you. I'm telling you. Waves come crashing in. I'm losing my mind. We Welcome back to Geekart right here. On Reality Radio 101. Waves come crashing in. I'm losing my mind. And now back to your geeks, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Welcome back to Geek Art Friends. Andrew Young and Mr. Green here on a fabulous Friday night. In just a moment, we're going to be talking to Murray Peters about the uh, short film Woman Meets Girl, which is premiering at uh, this weekend's Toronto Black Film Festival and Queer Screen's 30th Mardi Gras Film Festival in Sydney, Australia. Uh, we're going to hear about that, but before we do, just want to remind you folks that if you're looking for more geek heart in your life, if you're like at 8.05 on a Friday, you go, is that it? Is that all I get for another week? No, my friends, there's a place you can go where you can get more. Yes, more. And that is patreon.com slash geekard. If you go there and become a geekard again, well, you'll be helping us out, but you'll also be gaining access to some cool content like early access to podcasts and exclusive content 
like the January Men pilot for an upcoming podcast that Geek Card has created where we argue over a particular movie. One person has seen the movie and liked it. One person has seen the movie and didn't really like it. And two people are brand new to the experience. And the four watch the film and then have a in-depth conversation. But then also you'll get access to the weekly podcast that will warm your heart. And that is Extra Heart, where Mr. Green really digs deep within himself and talks about what he loves. And that is movies, television, actors, and directors. And he does that with special guests. It's not just him talking out into the abyss. Someone is talking back. It's an amazing experience, kind of like Geek Card, but extra. Mr. Green, what's happening on this week's Extra Hard? Uh, actually, it's interesting you ask that. Uh, it's at, We're taking a, a brief hiatus for two weeks while I actually work on a new show. So uh, we'll be returning with Extra Hard in a couple of weeks. But uh, I have to take a little bit of time to work on this new thing with our good friend, uh, Mr. Jay Torres, that uh, is in development. And I'm hoping these two weeks will uh, solve that problem. Right. Will the fruits of your labor bear a hearty feast or will it'll be like, oh, here's two weeks with no extra hard. Sorry. Uh, well, you'll sometimes, find out. sometimes like, you know, unfortunately you got to develop things. And, yes. You uh, got to know when to take... hold them and know when to fold yeah. them. I understand. But we'll be coming back with extra hard, uh, you know, new episodes of that in a couple in a, you know, a few weeks and uh, you know, we'll get right back into it. But uh, yeah, that's, right. that's for anybody's looking for it. That's what's happening over the next couple of weeks is just uh, there's something else that I'm working on. And uh, hopefully that all pays out, uh, you know, for you guys, because it's for you guys, right? Like it's, uh, so yeah. It's always for you guys, definitely. Yeah, there's, we don't do anything for ourselves. We've given up on that. I, I spend a good 10 minutes a week just for me. And then when that's done, it's like, okay. Everybody, 10 you know, minutes? How selfish of you. I know, I know. It should only be like a few minutes. I should just pick a song. Yeah. Get out all my grief to it. <laughs> And then carry on with my day, right? Yeah, there you go. There you there go. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, check all that craziness out. Of course, the back catalog of Extra Hard and yes. the January Men pilot all at patreon.com slash geekcard. Sign up today. Yeah, all and right. there'll be a new there'll be a new January men in the in the future as well. So in the future, yes. Yeah, there'll be there'll be another episode. There'll be another episode, promise. All right. We've got a great show coming your way tonight, though. And we're going to start off with our first guest. Uh, she has been an actor, screenwriter, producer, and, of course, also a director. Her short film, Woman Meets Girl, is uh, premiering this weekend at both the Toronto Black Film Festival and Queer Screen's 30th Mardi Gras Film Festival in Sydney, Australia. Please welcome to the program, Murray Peters. Hello, hello. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Uh, of course, we got a chance to check out Woman Meets Girl, which is, of course, opening up this weekend at a couple of festivals. Uh, for people who haven't had a chance to hear about it yet, tell us what the film is about and the great actors that you have involved in it. Yeah, of course. So essentially, it's about these two women, um, 40-something-year-old Annabelle and 18-year-old Tessie, who are played by... so. Tessie is played by Chelsea Russell, and Anuka Okuma plays Annabelle. And these two women kind of find a moment of connection through a game of Never Have I Ever. Yeah, yeah, Never Have I Ever. That's, to me, that you always find out quite a bit of info from people yeah. with Never Have I Ever. Yeah, yeah. And oh. usually it's oh, always totally. surprising. You know, it's always surprising. Yes. Oh, my it's God. like surprising or things you never wanted to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or things you share that you shouldn't have shared, and you just especially yeah. a, especially after like two or three rounds, you know, then it gets kind of uh... well. Then it gets kind of at that point after two or three rounds, it doesn't matter what they're saying. You're just drinking anyway. Yeah. That's just <laughs> yeah, totally, totally, totally. Have I flown to the sun? Yes, I have. There you, know? you go. Yeah, it's like I, I'm just it's this tastes good. I'm just gonna keep going. Oh my god! But yeah, it is a it's a it's a very intimate story and these two people just kind of opening up and finding each other in such an interesting way and like of course tessie is such a 
reserved person and oh sorry annabelle is such a reserved person and she has to come out of her shell here and tessie of course is just a mm. free spirit just living life uh when it came to casting this film um i know that of course anuka was on board as a producer as well um but of course the uh, the casting of um of uh chelsea russell uh what made her the perfect person for the film um I guess it was what's, what really stood out to all of us on our team when we were watching through the audition tapes and through the callbacks is that Chelsea is, she has this like unpredictability and this kind of like, uh, I don't know, electric kind of energy about her that felt so much like the character that I think as soon as we saw her, all of us were just extremely excited by her. Yeah, I know. You know, as I'm watching it, it was, uh, it's, again, it's something I always talk about with short films is that uh, I love short films, right? Because there, there's, you're usually seeing like a, like a, a new idea, like yourself, you know, working on this, an idea that maybe doesn't get a chance to live in another, another avenue within film. But the downside of short films is they're short. So you end up... Mm. You get to this point, like even within the short, it's like it gets to that to the end of the of, of the short. And I was just like, yeah, but I want there's more. I there's I know there's more. I want to see the more. Yeah. I want to understand the more. Um, oh, totally, totally. Yeah. Is this an idea that if you have the opportunity, you would like to uh, expand on? Or would this be something more like you would put into a, another type of project, like on a bigger story? Actually, this story started out as a feature-length script, so I wrote that first. Oh, okay. And then um, once, as I kind of developed an interest in wanting to direct, I kind of turned to the script and I was like, oh, I wonder if there's something that I can pull from this to turn into something um, shorter. Uh, So this particular scene is pulled from the script, from the longer script. It's kind of like one of the more pivotal moments of the entire story. And uh, yeah, to me, it just seemed like it was interesting and also kind of felt like it was the most kind of closed narrative of of the uh, of the full film. So, yeah. So, yeah, the hope is to one day make the entire thing for sure. Yeah, well, yeah I, ho- I, I hope you do, because uh, I, I it, it, like just the little taste that we got here is uh, I was like, I'm very interested to see what this whole wider universe would look like. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, they're very, they're very interesting characters, and they're they're very likable as well. Like, I feel like both of them are presented in a way that automatically, you're like, oh, I really want to know more about them. Which is, of course, always a, a great sign when you got great actors reading good dialogue and just really feeling the moment. Um, of course, uh, this is opening up this weekend at both the Toronto Black Inter- Black Film Festival and the Mardi Gras Film Festival in Sydney. Um, that's kind of crazy that it's both at the same time, such far apart, you know? Oh, I, I know. So are you getting to attend either of these? Well, I live in Toronto, so I'll definitely be go. going to that on uh, Saturday. I was hoping to make it out to Australia because I've been wanting to go for, I don't even know how long, since before the pandemic, for sure. And uh, every time it has fallen through for one reason or another. And I thought that this time was going to be the time, but I guess it's not. Oh, man. <laughs> but I really hope that the audience in Australia really like it and resonate with it. Definitely. I'm sure they will. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, of course, you know, this, you know, you were the writer and director on this, but of course you're a writer, producer, actor. You've done a lot of different projects. Uh, as a as a writer working on a like a, a writer's room team, how has that changed for you being in a writer's room pre-COVID and post-COVID? Because I know that pre-COVID, there was a lot more like, hey, we're all in the room. And now it's a lot more isolation of the writing team. How does it, like, is, is it a welcome change? Or is, it some, is there a part of it that you really miss the, the camaraderie of a writer's room when they were actually in the room? Oh, yeah. I, my writer friends and I talk about this all the time. Like, I'm definitely pro. Like, like let's never go back to in-person, <laughs> in-person rooms. Uh, just because, like, I love the flexibility of it. And, there, you know, nothing nothing beats finishing work and being already at home, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, man. And, yeah, then, we, like, not having that morning commute. Yeah. We've had, we've had yeah. Amanda Joy on the show before. And she said, it's like, this oh, yeah, is great. I hate leaving my house. So I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> 
Yes, Amanda is definitely one of the people that I've had this conversation with <laughs> many times. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, we were. I was just together on uh, the Park Grandersons. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I, mean, I was gonna say is me and Andrew have had this multiple com- this conversation multiple times as well. Like, because I like to stay at home and he he likes to be out in the world. So uh, it's a bit of safely a... out in the world safely. Yeah, well, of course, of course. <laughs> so... Me personally, I live in a bunker sixty feet underground, and I like it that way. You know, yeah. that's but that's me personally. And he's been he's been like that yeah. for no, over my ten years. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! Now, of course, uh, you know, as an actor as well, have you? Uh, has it been a lot of um, ad- adaptation to the the way things are now on a set for you? Uh yeah. I mean, I would say that largely things are more or less the same. Like we're still like, I guess the the big difference is that you know you're getting tested on a regular basis and then having to wear masks and all that type of thing. But obviously, you know, you're taking a mask off when you're actually rolling. Um, So I guess there are kind of heightened safety protocols, but I would say that like the biggest change really came in the audition process. Like, I think I've only been to an audition in person, maybe two times since 2020 or since the pandemic kicked off. Everything has been mostly on tapes now or like live on Zoom. Um, and again, I think I much prefer that than uh, having to schlep across town. <laughs> Fair I enough. Yeah. I, I, I don't blame you. You know, and and to that point, though, like like you said, like you're in your house now. Obviously, um, you know, I was looking online, at, you know, and uh, looks like you're quite the the gym rat, as it were, and you like to mm-hmm. to work out. Like over the pandemic, like how how did that work for you? Were you do you have like a home gym as well that you could that you could use to to you know stay in shape? Uh, so, so like I picked up like a pull up bar and a bunch of like bands and I got into jump rope and like running and that type of thing. Um, I guess mostly I shifted over to doing a lot of calisthenics. Uh, but let me tell you, I was very happy once the gyms opened back up. Of course, of course. But you did get, uh, recently tricked by the two way mirror at, uh, at the gym. (laughs) I to take that gym selfie. (laughs) I know. It was super weird. Yeah, because it's sort of like, well, it yeah, like you, there should be a sign. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, it's like, oh yeah, you can see in now through the photo. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah your your head was cut off by a computer screen. It was kind of scary. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Makes me think twice about all the mirrors in that place now. Oh man, yeah, that's Oof. that's pretty tricky there. Jim's, yeah. you should be careful with where you put two wee mirrors. That's all we're saying here. Yeah, they oh. should label them. There should <laughs> yes. be like a, you know, it's yeah. like a. Yeah, you know, it's just to put a, hey, two-way. There's a two-way. Exactly. That way you're not doing, you know, like, thinking you're alone and you're doing some weird stuff. Or, you know, you know mm, occasionally, we're all human. Nose. It happens exactly. You walk up, you see maybe like a blackhead, you start pushing on it. You know, you it's know. like, you don't know. That, that's it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, don't, totally. You, don't, you don't need to be, you know, doing stuff like that in front yeah. of have it. Cause that would, you know, honestly, Mary, you, you've really now got me thinking about, cause I had thought about, you know, now that we're kind of in a better place, you know, as a society at, coming out of all of this, you know, about, cause I, I, I need to start working out again. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll go back to the gym. Now I don't know. I don't know. Somebody, <laughs> somebody might, I don't need somebody watching me while mm-hmm. I, like I scratch myself and, you know, in, places like or whatever i don't need i don't need weird stuff like that happening in my life yeah. you got me thinking right no i absolutely hear you you got <laughs> like i never thought i'd do the show tonight and then and, and be you know turned off of from going to the gym that's uh yeah because you, you you you're such a gym rat yourself you love the gym so much <laughs> okay fair I, maybe it wasn't such a, a twist of fate yeah. you know yeah, more like looking for an excuse. Yes, we get it great. Totally. Yes, yeah. so thank you, Murray, for giving me a reason not to go back to the gym. <laughs> hey, happy to help. You <laughs> well, um, of course, uh, as a, a producer and writer, you've got uh, you're involved in a new series coming up, a new Robin Hood series. Can you tell us a little yeah. bit about that? Uh, I'm not really sure how much I'm allowed to say, but I think more or less what is out there right now is that it is, yes, a new Robin Hood series. Uh, Robin is played by a young black woman. So that's kind of the big update on uh, on the story. And 
otherwise we're still going to have a lot of the same kind of like classic Robin Hood hijinks of stealing from the rich, giving to the poor, you know? Nice. Yeah. I'm yeah. really looking forward to seeing it come out. And what was it like being a part of that team developing it? Like, uh, what was the team like? Oh, the team was great. Like, I think we all had this great uh, synergy. Um, we started off in a Zoom room, and then as we got closer to production, that's when we started working in person. And, and you know, you get that thing of like, oh, I didn't realize you were really tall or like whatever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Everybody looks around the same height in a Zoom call. You never really, you don't really think too much about it. That's, that's, yeah. A, yeah. Here yeah. You Unfortunately, are... real life doesn't have good framing. Yes. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> we all need our own personal DPs in life. That's yeah, what we really yeah. need. Director of photography. Mm-hmm. Just to be clear, people listening, director of photography. That's what he means by the DP. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutters. I just have to be sure we talked about we talked to some crazy characters on the show before, so you know, you know. Um, yeah. Hey, it never hurts to be more clear. Exactly, <laughs> never hurts to be more clear. That's especially in this day and age with so many people being willfully ignorant of things. It never hurts to be more clear. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. So, um, of course, you know, we talked. We mentioned earlier about Chelsea Russell. Uh, of course, uh, Anuka Akuma involved in this. Every time I see her and stuff, she's always knocks it out of the fucking park. Every time. Amazing. Um, I know. She's incredible. Yeah. What was it like to work with her? I mean, I was so, so happy that she was interested in the script to begin with. Uh, Like she is a good friend of my other producer, Adria. So that's sort of how she ended up, how the script ended up in her hands. And so we had like a conversation about the character and how she relates the parts and her thoughts on it. And like immediately I was like, Oh, you totally get what it is. I'm trying to do with this. And I would be over the moon if you agreed to play this part. And uh, you know, like I grew up watching her on rookie blue. Like she's always been a huge inspiration of mine. Um, And she is also one of the most kind people I have ever met. So, you know, it's always, it's always good when your heroes turn out to be good people too. Yeah, that's a plus. Yeah. Definitely. That yeah. is definitely a plus. I, I was actually having a conversation recently where I was like, you know, far too many people that we like and follow like in media sometimes, like especially it seems like over the last five, ten years is just all like some of them have gone south. And it's so it's it's nice and refreshing yeah. to hear that, you know, like you, you had such a great experience uh, working with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she does a great yeah, job. In... be the first of many. Oh, yes. yeah, totally. And she go. does there a great job in this of playing such an innocent character where it's where it's believable because a lot of times try to people try to pull mm. off an innocent character on screen and it almost feels fake whereas it's mm-hmm. such an authentic representation of someone who has that little of life experience that you you, you feel it through the screen and it was just it was an amazing performance totally yeah, I think her and Chelsea both did a really great job and like worked very well off of each other. And, you know, we did a lot of rehearsals as well through the uh, through the shooting process because it is such an intimate story. And, you know, also because I'm an actor and like I love rehearsal and I love just like really getting in and digging around with the characters. So I was super happy that both of them were willing to go on that journey with me. You know, it's interesting. I was just thinking about this because you mentioned about how you like you did uh, a lot of like Zoom calls and, you know, and you, because of the pandemic the system changed and this is a story that has a lot of chemistry and, and, you know, and intimacy between two people. Like, how did you make that decision? Like, was it a more difficult decision having to do this remotely, you know, as you're going through the process or, you know, like, did it just immediately, you just knew that it clicked right away between the two of them? Uh, Hmm. I mean, you know, I think there was maybe a little bit of nervousness on my part just from exactly what you said, like not knowing how it's all going to come together when we actually meet in person. But I think I had such a strong belief as well in both of them and how they both represented the character or the characters in ways that I had envisioned and even elevating it beyond what I had envisioned that I was just excited for whatever was going to come to fruition, you know? Mm. All right. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, yeah. it worked out great. That's for, yeah. that's the yeah. key here, right? It's like, yeah. it's, at the end of the day, no matter, this is one of those, like, you take the win, you got it. Everything yeah. works for you, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, definitely. Now, you know, 
in the business, you know, you have so many different hats. Uh, are you are like in a, situ- a situation sometimes where, say, like a really good writing gig comes along, but a really good acting gig comes along at the same time? Are you like, is it more like the specific project that makes you decide which one over the other? Or is it, is there one that you prefer more? Um, I think, you know, I think I've always kind of said that acting is my first love. Uh, but sometimes because this industry is so like hurry up and wait and it, there's a lot of like unpredictability in terms of like your, your schedule, you can very easily go from, yes, I'm super available to suddenly you have no time. And I've definitely, since the beginning of the pandemic, I've definitely, unfortunately lost a couple jobs just because of scheduling conflicts. Um, yeah, but like, you know, perfect world, I would be able to do everything. And yeah. there have there have also been some situations in which the producers have been able to kind of like move things around in order to accommodate my schedule so that I could do uh, both of the things. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, sometimes it doesn't always work out that way. Uh, but yeah, in terms of like which I would choose, like if I were in a situation where it's like, okay, you haven't committed to either thing yet, but you could choose one or the other, I think largely it would really come down to like, what is the story? What is my connection to it? And I, I just want to be working on things that I care about, you know? Of course, right. totally. Yeah. Well, you, things, the passion really will come through if you care, you know, deeply about something. Now, to yeah. Andrew's point though, to add on to that, now you've got a third hat, you know, with directing. Now you've got, yeah, with directing now. Would that, you know, make things a little bit more complicated for you? Like, you know, if you had like three opportunities, one acting, one writing, one directing? Yeah, so I mean, it'll absolutely make things more difficult. But hey, good problem to have, if you ask me. <laughs> totally, yeah. yeah. It's the only time where a perfect storm means you'll at least still get a win somewhere. Totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. No, that's great. Well, I look forward to people getting to check out um, Woman Meets Girl, of course, playing at the Toronto Black Film Festival and Queer Screen's 30th Mardi Gras Film Festival in Sydney this weekend. Uh, is there a, a lengthy festival run planned for this? Uh, well, we are still submitting to different festivals and there's a bunch more that we still need to wait to hear back from. So yeah, I mean, hopefully it'll be a lengthy, lengthy run. All right. Nice. That's great. Excellent. Well, we look forward to that. And of course, any other projects you got coming down the way and you want to talk about, you're welcome back anytime. Fabulous. Thank you so much. All right. Well, you have yourself a great night. You as well. Okay. Thank you. Thanks very so long. See ya. So that was Murray Peters. Uh, of course, Woman Meets Girl plays at the Toronto Black Film Festival and Queer Screen's 30th Mardi Gras Film Festival this weekend. Uh, and of course, keep your eyes out for it. It may be coming to a festival near you very soon. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we will be giving our review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Media. It's all right here. Geek Card. Reality Radio 101. Hey, remember when you used to go to the comic shop and browse through the stacks, picking up comic after comic, talking to your fellow customers and the store owner about what books you should buy? What kind of outside people daywalker nonsense are you talking about? I don't go outside. Well, thank goodness for Back Issue Bloodbath with Andrew Young and Petula Neal. When we talk about comics old and new. Mostly old. But sometimes new. Every Wednesday, new episodes drop at geekartshow.com or wherever you catch your pots. Check it out and have yourself a good. Welcome back to Geek Card right here on Reality Radio 101. And now back to your geeks, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Welcome back to Geek Card, Andrew Young and Mr. Green here. Uh, in just a moment, we're going to be giving our review of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, the latest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But before we do that, just want to remind you folks that if you're looking for merch, 
We got merch. Go on down to tpublic.com slash user slash geek card. You can find some great shirts to cover your body so that when you leave the house, you can stay warm. Because that's, that's really what it's all about. It's about staying warm and repping geek card. That's the two things that I live for in life right there. Repping the show, I understand, but also just warmth. That's it. Yeah, Nothing warmth. else. Warmth. That's it. That's one of the right now. It's war- warmth is important to me. Yeah, that's fair. Like July, not so much, but right now, no. Yes. July, July would be like that's staying cool. That's when staying cool is more important to me. Well, we're always cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're 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 your your geek dads who are always cool, kids. That's, that's, that's it. Right there. Oh, but now let's get into Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. We got an email in from Harry S. who says, What a cast in Ant-Man. The premise of the film was lame, but I enjoyed the actor's other works. Stay well. Okay, fair enough. That's uh, an interesting uh, take on it. Of course, you can send your email at uh, geekcardshow at gmail.com. We'll read it on the air. Give us your reviews of Ant-Man or just want to say hello. Uh, we'll do it here. You can even give us your reviews of previous Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp movies. We'll even read those. Ooh, but now let's get into it. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, directed by Peyton Reed, written by Jeff Loveness, based on Marvel Comics characters, created by Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, David Michelinie, Bob Layton, we've met that guy, and John Byrne, produced by Marvel Studios and distributed by Walt Disney Pictures, here to read the synopsis for Ant-Man of the Wasp Quantumania. It's our good friend, the old man. Hey, how's it going? Oh, pretty good, bud. You? I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, it all makes sense now to me now that I've seen this Quantumania thing. You what know, makes you, sense? You see all the little, like, you know, you see like an anthill, stuff like that, and you think, hey, what's going on there? Well, like, now we know. They're building stuff. They're like the doozers. You remember the doozers? Oh, I remember the doozers. I'm like, okay, all right. What would so, you think if like Ant Man teamed up with the doozers? Well, that would be freaking amazing. All right, well, that would be. We'll get Kevin Feige on the phone. We'll get make this happen. Well, they they all the properties are under one umbrella, so that would work. There you go, Jim Henson Productions and and Marvel. They all in the house of mouse. We can make and do it, kids. We can do it. All right, so Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, right? They go along with Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne and the kid and explore the quantum realm where they interact with strange creatures and embark on an adventure that goes beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. Yeah, drink the ooze is what I say. All right, well, you guys, you kids go have fun and I'll uh, get Kevin on the phone see if we can make this uh, new Ant-Man film happen. All right, there it goes. Good stuff. All right, so Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Mr. Green, uh, your thoughts? I, well, right right off the top, before we even get to that, I, I just want to say, I, I, the more I think about it, the more I'm really liking this idea of doing uh, a Marvel-Muppets crossover. Um, you know, everybody always talks about having, like, you know, what movie could you do, and, you know, which person would be the human and which would be the Muppet, you know, like, for the characters. And I'm like, no, nah, you know what? Let's just do like, Let's just do it. Let's just not even worry about actors. Let's just mix the Marvel universe into it. It would be perfect. I think it'd be, there you go. yeah, that'd be great. That'd be like, you do like a weird fever dream, you know, we have like uh, Chris Evans just show back up again as, as cap, but every other Avenger is a Muppet. It'd oh, be, man, yeah, I'm sold on that. Actually. I think that's a good right? idea. <laughs> you know, I'd have Bunsen as Tony Stark. Bunsen. Really? I'm going out there, man. Like, let's do it. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then I want Sam the Eagle as Thor. <laughs> I was one. I was thinking about Sam, and I was like, who could he be? But yeah, no, him as Thor. I think that would work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I would do. Uh, I would do uh, Swedish Chef as Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say that in the in the business of radio, which we are technically in, this is what you call stalling. Well, I can it, see right through you, Mister Green. No, no, because because <laughs> here I, I, I'll I'll set the record straight. I like the movie. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care what the reviewers say. I don't care what Rotten Tomatoes say. I don't care what Twitter says. I had fun at this movie. That's all I cared about. 
Is it good? Eh, it's all right. Uh, is it important to the MCU's future? Absolutely it is. Of course it is. Um, but yeah, like otherwise, it's, like, yeah, it's, it's all, you know, it's okay, right? Uh, but I still enjoyed it. And I'm not gonna make any bones about that. Okay. I had fun. You know, I thought Jonathan Majors as Kang was was good. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, you know, and like Paul Rudd, like it's Paul Rudd. You know, like <laughs> he is Paul Rudd. He's just like, I don't care. Like the dude just shows up and I'm like, you win. You're winning, bud. You're winning. Living winning. off of baby's blood since 1990, it's Paul Rudd. That's <laughs> that dude never ages. He, he, tru- age. he truly is the picture of Dorian Gray. Like, I it's just like, it doesn't make sense. I don't know how he's like, because he's like, what, 54 or something like that? I think it is. Something and, like that. Yeah. Yeah. And he still looks like, and if you look at him, like, yes, there is a, obvious signs, but he still is relatively close to his, you know, was it Clueless? Was Clueless, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, and he was like, what, you know, 25 at that point? I don't know what he was. He was like, he was older than he should have been. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was the oldest cast member of Clueless. Well, he was, and they kind of wrote that into Clueless because he was a college student when they were all high schoolers. Oh, yeah, right. uh, It's been, it's been like, what, 25 years since that movie came out? I don't remember. I just know he was in it. I still have cable. And so it pops up sometimes on like Saturday (laughs) afternoons on random channels. Um, Laura C writes in, Hey, how old is the old man? What? Somebody, somebody talking about me? Yeah, Yeah. They want to know how old you are, dude. Oh, well, you know, there's, uh, there's this old saying, right? They talk about that the world was created in seven days. That's kind of like a metaphor for, like, that's a simplification of like 700,000 years. They kind of like cram it into there and say seven days, you know, that sort of thing. Somewhere in those seven days, somewhere in there, the old man was created. He's been around a long time, bro. Around a long time, and I'll be, I was here before you got here. And I'll be here long after you're gone. That's the way it is. But I'll always be with you in here. See my finger glowing? I, yeah, but, but I'm like, but we'll be gone. So we can't be, you can't be with us there in, in there. Yeah, but Jen, you guys will be all a part of everything. And everything is everything. And we're all going to climb that mountain together. The past, the present, the future is all happening at one time, you know, like. Everywhere, like, everywhere, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, that's like the, that's the thing. It's like time. Time is in a straight line. You know that, right? You know. Yeah, it's a flat circle. We know. Like all I'm saying is, you know, like, Mister Green, have I killed you before? Uh not that I am aware of. You're, you're the one that writes the new comics and is grumpy, right? Uh, no, that's not me. Oh yeah, I confused you with somebody else then. Okay, well. T- Oh, it's that guy. To Mrs. Johnson and the family, I'm sorry. I took him out. Happy birthday, by the way, Chris Johnson. But anyways. <laughs> uh, but to answer your question, I'm old. And there he goes. Uh, Laura also writes, Mr. Green, if you're going to stall, talk about bacon. The film sucked a four, maybe. There we go. Do you have any thoughts on bacon? Oh, Bacon. Not as much as I do about gravy, as you well know. But yes, bacon, bacon is, it's the fifth food group. And uh, um, of course, the first four are gravy. Um, But uh, no, bacon, bacon is, it's a beautiful, a beautiful off-cut meat. That's like 50% fat. And tastes so, so good when you bite into it. And it just starts to melt in your mouth. A little bit of a crunch, but a little bit of softness all at the same time. It's a beautiful thing. It's what poetry is. Yes. It's poetry in your mouth. A lot of people don't know this, but at a certain point uh, when there was a paper shortage, poetry was actually written on bacon. Pimeal bacon, or as your American listeners would know it, Canadian bacon. That's right, which is why there is a shortage of poetry at certain points in humanity's life. Because uh, um, we just ate it. We, you know, it was, we, people were so in love with the words written on the bacon that they want, they just, you know, they had to eat it. But then of course it's bacon. So it tastes so good, you know, and then it was just a merging 
of the the poetry of food and the poetry of of humanity coming together into that just that beautiful mouth poetry it's so good beautiful mouth poetry i rented that video but anyways uh it was in the back behind the beads uh so we got we got an email from kyle b who says hey to the geeks love june wild of course june wild's coming up in the next segment uh we'll be sure to pass on the uh the love kyle uh no comment on ant-man i was at jimmy's in new york city the other day a pick of the goods and there's a lovely picture of an open face hot dog uh really nicely grilled yeah and uh yeah it's mouth-watering right there jimmy he did some good work there you yeah, know no, one of these days we got to go down to yonkers and go to jimmy's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we should. We should. Because he also threatens our lives every time. But, you know, like, yeah, otherwise, for sure. He's like, it, it, Jimmy's like out of the an episode of The Bear. That's where really what it comes into, right? You know, it's like, but that's okay. We there love that. Go. We and also so, got an email from Kelly T who says, Geeks, writing in again, Ant-Man ain't no king of queens, but it is the queen of kings. Sucked. All right. Thank you, Kelly. Kelly has a way with poetry as well. Hey, Kelly's words are very poetic. Her emails are just like bacon. It's yes. it's a beautiful thing. Now, through all of this stalling, as you like to put it, uh, you know, you haven't really given your opinion yet. So You're absolutely I, right about that. You are. So I I, I know I you're Jonathan, stalling. Jonathan Majors, fantastic performer. The rest of the cast did a great job. The story structure I felt was a little, little lacking in the second and third acts. Mm-hmm. Um I felt like I did feel like the film wasn't as grand as the marketing campaign was leading on to be. And I also think that the overall arcing story of what they decided to do with Kang in this first appearance was maybe not the best choice, but it's, they went with it. So we're going to go with it. We'll see what happens next. Um, and I felt like there was a bit of a bit of a clash of some of the the world building in the sense that when they were with the rebellion, kind of looked like He Man, mm. but when they were with the the township, the the Kang City, mm-hmm. it kind of felt like the aesthetics of the prequels, the Star Wars prequels. Right, 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 right. So right. I wasn't exactly sure. It's like, okay, so what's going to happen when the He Man people fight the Star Wars people? That's what it kind of felt like, and. It was interesting as a concept, but then when it happened, I was sort of like, oh, I felt like you could have done more with that. And I think it's just because like Peyton Reed is a fine, serviceable director, mm-hmm. but I feel like the first two Ant-Man were more his wheelhouse. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't do epic as well. Like if you think about if you had given this to the Russo brothers, if they were still doing superhero films, they would have made the quantum realm or as... Uh, as we like to call it in the comics, the microverse, feel like it was this huge thing inside this small place. Mm-hmm. But to me, it just felt like, okay, like it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was kind of, eh. um, yeah. I wouldn't go so far as to say it was mid, but like it was slightly better than that, but it was still kind of lacking and there was a little oomph that was missing. That's all. Yeah, I uh, I know some people were complaining about the the, the CGI. I, for me, it was the it wasn't so much that the CGI I thought was lacking so much as that the the context of a real world. That's it. Yeah, no, they it didn't it, feel like it didn't feel like four walled. It didn't feel like dimensional. It didn't feel like we could live in that. You know. Yeah, the scenes that felt grounded in like, and I mean grounded like literally that there is solid ground underneath them, uh, is few and far between compared to the rest of what goes on in the quantum verse. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was, you know, that's uh that's, that was a bit of a shame, but yeah. you know, and I think really not having Luis in it was just a misstep. Yeah. Yeah. Not having, uh, well, you got one of the, one of the crew in there, but under a different character. Yeah. Um, but uh, who was obsessed with holes, but uh, all the other guys were not in this movie. Um, and that was a bit of a shame because they kind of become the, 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 the locked in supporting characters of the Ant-Man corner of the MCU. Uh, so yeah, we kind of missed them, but overall you're saying people see in theaters, wait for rental or streaming, skip it all together. 
Uh, if you're an MCU guy, you know, you should go check it out. Uh, I think most people would be okay on a, in a streaming situation. Um, but I, like I said, I still had a lot of fun with it. I don't, I didn't go in with a lot of expectations, like all the Ant-Man films and I come out happy. I get that. I get that. Um, yeah, I'd say probably if you're like a hardcore, go see in theaters, of course. But uh, if you are just kind of curious and be like, well, I saw the other Ant-Man films. I'm going to watch this as well. You can wait till rental or streaming. Definitely. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll be talking with actor June B. Wild right here. Geek Card on Reality Radio 101. Want to advertise on Geekard and be heard by thousands of listeners? It's easy. It's simple. It's fun. Email us at geekardshow at gmail.com for information on our advertising packages today. Welcome back to Geek Heart. And now, back to your hosts of Geek Heart, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Welcome back to Geek Heart, friends. We've gotten to the last segment of the show, and it's going to be a fun one as we're talking with uh, an actor who's been working for over 30 years has popped up on some of your favorite television series, has been in films, and recently got to be in a really fun horror film, Blood, which is available now on VOD. Please welcome to the program, June B. Wild. Hi, how are you? Pretty good, how are you? I'm good, I'm really good. Good yeah. stuff. Awesome. Now, with this new film, Blood, would you say it it sucked the life out of you? <laughs> Okay, you are funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was definitely two months of of sucking the life out of me, good in a good in the best way possible. <laughs> yeah, definitely. the best way possible, Andrew. Yes. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, uh, for people who haven't had a chance yet to check out the film, and people should, it's available on VOD right now. Tell the good folks what it's about. All right. Well, um, blood is about a mother that will go to any lengths to save her child. Um, in this case, Jess, who is played by Michelle Monaghan, uh, is a um, uh, separates from her husband and moves her young family to her old uh, farmhouse, and um, and then uh, the family dog bites her son Owen, and he that gives him. A horrific infection and then um you know jess's jess's morals are tested to see how far she'll go to save her son pretty much that's what it's about yeah i i, I don't know like I, I love people and and you know but i'm like ah, yeah, maybe maybe we should just cut this off here you know what i mean like it just <laughs> yes but at the same time mr green it's fair to say you are not a mother no, I am not. This is this is true. This is true. You know, this is true. So I do have I do have a cat that I really I really you have like. A cat, and who knows? Maybe maybe you would do whatever to keep that cat around. Well, I certainly did for the last one, but but it, but in fairness, yeah, it, like as you as you pointed out, June, you know, like she she is tested quite a bit uh, in this film, and. I, all joking aside, like, yeah, honestly, that's, whew, that's a lot to do, you know? And then of course your side of, of, of this, of this movie, like your character, Helen uh, goes through, you know, obviously quite a bit um, mm -hmm. both early on and then later on. Yeah. 
Yes. Uh, she, uh, so your character goes through quite the wild ride. That is, uh, I got to imagine, like as an actor, that's uh, that's a lot to pack into a role. You know, uh, uh, having so many things, moving parts about the character. Truly is yes, and it's such a great. I mean, it's a gift. Any actor that you know, we we just say, oh, thank you. And of course, we were just coming out of. Um, the lockdown, the COVID lockdown. So, you know, traveling was interesting. And then, um, you know, I mean, I hadn't worked for a while, so I was ready, you know, (laughs) I was ready to, to take this on. And um, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a real journey. It's, 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 I love the script. This script is good. And I really think it's more of a family drama with horror weaved in, you know mm. what I mean? Like, I don't think that it's straight on horror. However, you know, there is a lot of blood, right? So, well, yes. yeah, there is a lot yeah. in a film called Blood. Yes, there is a lot of blood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, your character, Helen, like, that's a lot to go through in this. And of course, your scenes are pretty much just you and Michelle Monaghan. And so mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like heavy drama in that and horror all at the same time so of course having michelle monaghan as your scene partner did that must have made it like a breeze you guys probably really came together pretty easily right well i mean you know come on i mean come on you know i mean look i've been in this industry for a long time i've worked with a handful of people that i would call true stars Mm. and they're the ones that there's no ego. It's all about the work. She's, she's tremendous in every way, shape and form. I, I, you know, I couldn't have asked for anything, anything better, but yeah, it was full on her and I, and, um, you know, she's, she's was super supportive. I, we, we had each other's backs the whole time. Um, and uh, I just, I mean, I really, really, what a blessing. It's a true, true blessing to work with somebody like her. She's incredibly talented. My goodness. Yeah. It was, <laughs> I have nothing but good things to say, Andrew. Right. Nothing but good things. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Now, yeah. were the two of you, because those scenes are extremely intense. Yeah. Were the two of you the entire time just kind of remaining in the moment or between takes? Did you guys kind of like let it down, have a little levity? Or were you always kind of like right there? You know, for me, you know, for me, Andrew, I'm, I am all about the work. I, I, I'm pretty focused. I'm, I'm also an athlete. So I kind of have that laser vision mm. and I really need to stay in. I also know myself well enough that I'm can be pretty out there. So if I don't contain everything, I can derail. So I have to watch myself. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, um, you know, she, she, there was levity. I, I would say that at times, you know, we talk to each other, like, you know, about our families, obviously we were away from our families and stuff. And I'd ask her about her, her family. And she'd ask me about mine and we'd have a little chit chat. But I think once, once it came to the actual scenes, we were, we were both all in it. There wasn't a lot of you know, a lot of chit chat, idle chit chat. Yeah, actually, there was none. So <laughs> there you go. until they brought me on set and, you know, did all the things. I mean, we don't want to give too much away for the for the folks that haven't seen the film. We don't want to do that. But yeah. 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 Uh, no, and, but I'm thinking about like being involved in that. And especially like, as you mentioned earlier, right? Like, as, and as we all are fully aware that the last few years has been, you know, difficult for everybody, you know, and, and uh, in an entertainment, it's been obviously super difficult because it's a different environment than say, just, you know, going to work, you know, anywhere else. It's a, it's a, you know, cause sure there's uh, working in close proximity, but there's also an intimacy and a uh, shared experience and, and, Uh, that goes on between actors and scenes that, you know, was obviously a little bit more strained over the last few years when you did get a chance to work together. Um, What was that like, you know, working here? Because obviously your scenes with Michelle is, you know, uh, very intimate, you know, and very stressful. Um, 
how how did you guys uh, prepare for for the role leading into it? Were you guys given a lot of time to rehearse? We well, generally in in um, in film, you know, there isn't a lot of rehearsal time. I mean, we did have a script reading, and at that time, I was still in quarantine, and they were sitting around a table. Um, and so I was on this big screen and we had the table read. Um, I don't, there, no, there's not, a, you know, it's not theater in theater. It's rehearsal, rehearsal, rehearsal right. in film. It really is, you know, you meet somebody and then you go and you hope that, that you connect with each other. And, you know, that is, that's the dream. And in this case, it really did come true. Um, so yeah, we didn't, we didn't, now listen, I, look, we were in COVID. So there was COVID officers. We, everybody was being tested. We, we were being taken care of. So it was very responsible in that, in that regard, which it has to be right. on set these days. So yeah, everybody was being tested three times a week, you know, but yeah, it was, it was really quite interesting because everybody else had a mask on. And then once, once we came to do the scenes, every, we drop our masks and we're like, okay, <laughs> you know, it's very, was very weird at that time, you know, right. because we, we were just coming out of it, you know? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And I, I got to imagine too, like all of that, like, as you mentioned, right. Like you, you've had a, a you know, quite a, a variety of roles and experiences throughout, you know, entertainment. And it's like it, it, having to deal with this is such a unique experience you know like compared to what you've been doing for for the you know the first half of your career is like to now have to deal with something like this I got to imagine that was a bit of a strain for you personally it it is in in general it is it's it's a different world on set now you know we used to have lunch together we don't have lunch our lunch comes to our door we get lunch delivered you know so we're having lunch by ourselves in our trailers I, you know um it's, it's, uh, it, it, it truly is a different world. I think it's less now, but it, we're still, I don't know about other industries. Uh, I don't think that, that there's as much, um, as much thought that gets put into that whole thing, right? Like, the, I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot that goes into making a film or a show these days. There, there truly is because of all of the, you know, the rules and the regulations and the testing and, and all of that stuff. So yeah, it was, you know, it, it was, it was different and, and we didn't go out. We were supposed to you know, there was talk about having a little dinner before and maybe a little dinner after the show, but really nothing like that happened. We just all went back to our condominiums you know, and just stayed there. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and at one point I was rehearsing my scenes at, in my condo and I'm like, gosh, I need to go see someone. I really need to go see someone. And thank God I'm a runner. So I would run, run, but you know, I go find the concierge or something <laughs> at the con just to have a conversation with somebody you know face to face right <laughs> even though we were socially distanced but yeah, yeah it was oh, you totally. know mm -hmm. my god that's we got we got an yeah. email in earlier from kyle b who wanted to just say love june wild she's great want to make sure uh, we got that out to you and uh thanks i've heard you say that uh a, kind of an attitude and a motto that you take out with yourself into the world is to remain not judgmental and to learn something new every day. So I want to know what cool new thing have you learned recently? Oh, you are so tricky, Andrew. Aren't you? So, that's, a, that's a good question. Uh, you know what? I don't know. Every day I'm just looking to learn something, whether it's something about myself Mostly it's something about myself. Um, you know, I, I really try very hard to, to read something new or to watch something new. And, you know, even just watching, listening in on your show, it's you, what you're doing here is just so wonderful and unique and lovely. And both of you have so much personality and I love this arena, which, you know, I'm, I haven't really stepped into this arena for, 
you know, so I, I'm enjoying this. Uh, it's been a, a big learning curve. Um, you know, the interviews aren't live. So that's, you know, they used right. to be live, which is a totally different world. Well, this too. one's live. Um, yeah, well, it We're is live, live right now. <laughs> You're live right now. But <laughs> there are people listening right now. <laughs> there are people listening right now. <laughs> I get it. I understand. Yeah, I'm just, you know, and to remain to remain non-judgmental, I think is what? That's probably that's probably the thing that we all have to do. Of course. You know, it's yeah. so easy to go out there and judge people like, oh my, but we nobody knows what somebody's story is. Nobody knows what that yeah. person's going through. It doesn't matter who they are. They can be the street person, they can be somebody that looks grumpy. We don't know. Maybe they their father died that morning. You know, I just yeah. really try to remember that as I navigate my days. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, no, course. for sure. I it's it, it's interesting because I, I I think that as I've as I've gotten older, I've got that has been more of my mantra in life. Just realizing that I honestly I don't know shit. I don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know. And uh, right, and it's like, and I, I like what you're saying because it's it's so true. We more people need to do that in life. Just be, mm. you know, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just and like questions. who exactly, James, who, who is right? In, who is what is right and what is wrong anyways? Isn't it just an idea about a thing? Pretty spend much, so much yeah. time trying to, uh, you know, say, OK, well, no, this is the truth. Well, no, it's not. It's just your idea about a thing, isn't mm. it? I don't know. I just kind of feel I navigate in that area, that arena. You know, I love what you said. I don't know anything. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lesson I did not understand or learn when I was, you know, like a teenager into my, you know, mid to late twenties, when you think, you know, everything, but you really don't. And now (laughs) that I know, and now that I know, and I know enough now to know that I never knew anything. And it's great. I love it. It's just life is weird like that, but. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I love that. I love that. Definitely. Definitely. Now, of course, as an actor over the, you've been acting for years. And the one thing that's very obvious that you're so, and again, as a runner and everything like that, you're a very vital, uh, energetic person. You live life. Do you think your love of spinach has given you that energy? <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> yes. I'm going to say, <laughs> okay. Yes. It has to be spinach. That's what it has to be. <laughs> <Let's see it. laughs> You're hysterical. I love you guys. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. Ah, boy, oh boy. Okay. Look, I mean, look at the end of the day, it's not just spinach It's everything healthy. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I just love it. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with you. Well. A healthy enjoyment of spinach. <laughs> there's nothing to nothing wrong about that. That is a, it's a superfood. It is there right. Yeah. A superfood. Yeah. And you feel super after you eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I don't even know what else I can say about that, but that was, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jude, it has been a pleasure talking with you. We really enjoyed Blood, and we can't wait for yep. more people to check it out. It's available on VOD now, and uh, we'd love for you to come back again uh, to promote any other project you got coming down the pipe. Wonderful. I'd love to. I'll be so happy to do that. I've enjoyed this very much. All right. Fantastic. All right. Well, you have yourself a great night, June. Yeah, you too. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, June. Okay. Bye. That was was June B. Wild. You can check her out in Blood. It's available now on VOD. Check it out. Mr. Green, we've come to the end of the program. Yes, we have. Tell the good folks where they can find us. Uh, as always, if you like what we do here, you can uh, find additional content over at patreon.com slash geekard. Uh, for everybody who participates in that right now, we thank you guys ever so much. You guys are amazing. And if for those of you who don't, that's cool. We love you still, but it'd be super cool if you joined us. 
Yeah, that would be even yeah, more be, awesome. Be so cool. Come join the party. That's right. Absolutely. The part it's party. No. Yeah. Uh, bonus content always available through YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Yes, even Pinterest. Search Geek Card Show on any of those platforms and you'll find us there. Of course, check out our website, geekcardshow.com, for more news, reviews, and the podcast version of this very show, which if you don't listen to us live like you did tonight, is available on Mondays after 2 p.m. But of course, if you're super forgetful like I am, well, that's the best way to hear us. And the best way to do that is what, Andrew? Is to subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice. Beat the iTunes, the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, wherever you catch your pods. Or please, please leave a five-star rating and review. Because it helps with the analytics. Absolutely, it does. And of course, you can always email us just a chat. That's cool. We like to chat. You can always email us at geekartshow at gmail.com. I want to thank Murray Peters and June B. Wild for joining us here tonight. For Murray Peters, for Woman Meets Girl, for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, for June B. Wild, for Blood, for Mr. Green, and for Yuri, all the way back there in the booth. Been a while, buddy. Have yourself yeah. a great night. And if you're going to geek out, you might as well geek hard on Reality Radio 101. Thank you for listening to Geek Hard right here on Reality Radio 101.